Welcome to a New Testament journey. We'll have our Bible reading followed by our devotional. Acts 18. After this, Paul left Athens and went to Corinth. There he met a Jew named Aquila, a native of Pontus, who had recently come from Italy with his wife Priscilla, because Claudius had ordered all Jews to leave Rome. Paul went to see them, and because he was a tent maker as they were, he stayed and worked with them. Every Sabbath he reasoned in the synagogue, trying to persuade Jews and Greeks. When Silas and Timothy came from Macedonia, Paul devoted himself exclusively to preaching, testifying to the Jews that Jesus was the Messiah. But when they opposed Paul and became abusive, he shook out his clothes in protest and said to them, Your blood be on your own heads. I'm innocent of it. From now on I will go to the Gentiles. Then Paul left the synagogue and went next door to the house of Titius Justus, a worshipper of God. Crispus, the synagogue leader, and his entire household believed in the Lord and many of the Corinthians who heard Paul believed and were baptised. One night the Lord spoke to Paul in a vision. Don't be afraid. Keep on speaking. Do not be silent. For I am with you, and no one is going to attack or harm you, because I have many people in this city. So Paul stayed in Corinth for a year and a half, teaching them the word of God. While Gallio was proconsul of Achaia, The Jews of Corinth made a united attack on Paul and brought him to the place of judgment. This man, they charged, is persuading people to worship God in ways contrary to the law. Just as Paul was about to speak, Gallio said to them, If you Jews were making a complaint about some misdemeanour or serious crime, it would be reasonable for me to listen to you. But since it involves questions about words and names and your own law, settle the matter yourselves. I will not be a judge of such things. So he drove them off. Then the crowd there turned on Sosthenes, the synagogue leader, and beat him in front of the proconsul, and Gallio showed no concern whatever. Paul stayed on in Corinth for some time. Then he left the brothers and sisters and sailed for Syria, accompanied by Priscilla and Aquila. Before he sailed, he had his hair cut off at Cancre because of a vow he had taken. They arrived at Ephesus, where Paul left Priscilla and Aquila. He himself went into the synagogue and reasoned with the Jews. When they asked him to spend more time with them, he declined. But as he left, he promised, I will come back if it's God's will. Then he set sail from Ephesus. When he landed at Caesarea, he went up to Jerusalem and greeted the church and then went down to Antioch. After spending some time in Antioch, Paul set out from there and travelled from place to place throughout the region of Galatia and Phrygia, strengthening all the disciples. Meanwhile, a Jew named Apollos, a native of Alexandria, came to Ephesus. He was a learned man with a thorough knowledge of the scriptures. He had been instructed in the way of the Lord, and he spoke with great fervour and taught about Jesus accurately, though he knew only the baptism of John. He began to speak boldly in the synagogue. When Priscilla and Aquila heard him, They invited him to their home and explained to him the way of God more adequately. When Apollos wanted to go to Achaia, the brothers and sisters encouraged him and wrote to the disciples there to welcome him. When he arrived, he was a great help to those who by grace had believed, for he vigorously refuted his Jewish opponents in public debate, proving from the scriptures 
that Jesus was the Messiah. When I read about Priscilla and Aquila, I cry. I'm a long way from being like Paul, but I have worked in churches for many years now, and I've experienced the sweet support of many magnificent couples like Priscilla and Aquila. I can't put into words how grateful I am to such generous giants in the faith. These people are the heroes of the kingdom. Churches like the one in Corinth and Ephesus and Rome are built not so much by the headline preacher, but by the hospitality and gentle counsel of faithful, cheerful followers. We don't hear of a moment of call for Priscilla and Aquila. They don't get given any title. They just seem to have chosen to excel in love for Jesus's bride. And as Paul says in Romans 16, 3, this led them to risk their lives to support Paul. We don't know the details of what those risks were, but it's just a hint of what it cost Priscilla and Aquila to sustain their support season after season. They chose to love and it cost them dear. That's why I cry. I know how many times couples like these sit round dinner tables in quiet discussion to help explain things more adequately. I know how many times they choose to give a bit more, how many times they labour hard in prayer for wisdom for the church, how many times they make small choices to swallow their pride and remain loyal to their leader. They are the pillars of the temple of God. And Priscilla herself is highlighted as a clear example of a female teacher and church leader in the book of Acts. Rightly so. What a debt we owe to this remarkable pioneering woman. But let's make her agenda rather than her gender the focus here. She chose to cheerfully serve and serve and serve. It's no wonder Paul took her and Aquila with him to Ephesus. It's no wonder Paul referenced the two of them first in his letters to the Romans. These guys were utter legends. They were walking manifestations of the grace and truth of Jesus. And you, dear reader, might be like them. You, dear reader, could be like them. You may not make the headlines or receive much praise from people, but the Father sees you and he will build his church around you and he will pour his praise upon you for all eternity if you simply choose to sacrificially love his church. Question for reflection. In what ways are you sowing cheerful hospitality and careful counsel into the church of Jesus? We pray God's word bears fruit in your life. For all the information about the New Testament journey, head to www.anewtestamentjourney.net.